Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking to Captain Lionel James over in Destin, Florida. How you doing, Captain Lionel? Not too bad, man. What's happening? Man, not much. Uh, you've been sending me some videos, man. <laughs> I did, and yeah. uh, and I've been sharing them on our uh, through fa- <laughs> excuse me through Facebook anyway. And so I uh, I'm wondering what's the update on on the sh- uh, on the show. Man, I guess know, that's I should be more specific. What'd you say? I said I should be more specific on the on the show pilot. Have you seen more of it? Because I, I there's a there's a small clip that's floating around. Um, I have two different pilots of two different um. I guess versions. I won't even call it a pilot. I call it a trailer because a pilot is like a three minute short of the actual um, episode. Okay, I never so knew I that. Trailers, um, trailers are like what gets you hype about it. You know, thirty seconds to a minute. Um, right. Like a movie but, trailer, kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So I have those. I'm gonna put the other one out probably. Probably like maybe this this Friday. Um, trying to do it strategically because I cast next week and I have to send a couple links out to some people that I want to set up some meetings with. So I haven't personally seen um, the short episode of it. I mean, yeah. I was I was there when I was getting recorded, so I'm like, it's gonna be really good, you know? Right, you know <laughs> what happened? But... I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited to see like how they put it together. Um, you know, and ready to get into filming too. The, you know the rest of the season but we'll probably try to do another episode at the end of this month maybe sometime in august um i'm not sure what i want to do yeah. you know like i want to go on the road a little bit i want to bring my pops into one so we'll figure it out yeah yeah so um is it or what are you where are you gonna where can people watch it is that established yet uh you know we have a couple of bids and I think we're going to finalize a lot of the, the two networks or the one network next week. Okay. So we're not sure yet, you okay. know, because next week is ICAST. And if you haven't been, if you don't know what ICAST is or you haven't been to it uh, and you fish, it's like the biggest trade show for fishing there is. It's every second or third week in July. And like, you think of the company, it's there. You think of the TV personality personality they're there if you think of wanting to get sponsored that's where you go because you set up all these like i mean all the brands of the highest of the highs are there the lowest lows it doesn't matter like they're all at this convention in one spot and this is where if you bring like your pitch or like you want to get sponsored or you have a chance to talk straight directly to the guy or girl that's in charge of saying yes or no you know there's no email there's no anything like that so I mean, Outdoor Network will be there. Like, all those, the Discovery Channel will be there. So, it's a really dope thing because then you get to also see, like, I mean, everybody in the bass world is there, too. So, yeah. you really get to meet all these people, and then you really get to, like, wheel and deal um, because if you're, like, someone looking for sponsorship or uh, what they call pro staff here or just to start working with the company and – you've been contacting them through Instagram or trying to get an email like Instagram or anything like that is tough because most companies deal with a third party marketing firm. Right. Especially these big, so you're not really talking to them. You're talking to the firm, which who knows if they pass it on to the person that could say yes, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
And so if you're trying to get sponsored, this is the great place to be. And then two, it segues into their, you set up all these meetings that segue into their budget for the next year. So, you know, you're trying to get into that budget and that's what I'm going down there for. It's so like, you know, how do I fit into 2022? Cause tech is pretty much for the fishing monetary side of it. 2021 is pretty much done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, man. And you know, I I debated on because I I I think I and I well, I think I, this is how it would work. I mean, I could go and get uh, a, a media pass. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for the for the podcast, and uh, and I I've debated doing that, but I didn't. It snuck up on me. I think it's something year. you should put in your calendar for next year for sure. Yeah, because this is where you can knock out two or three podcasts with some people, or at least set up the meetings so that you guys can talk about it in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the other thing, every, you know, a lot of the people that that are, you know, influential in the outdoor world, people that are existing sponsors, I mean, the C.A. Richardsons of the world and the Flip flip Palettes and all these names that everyone would recognize, the Jimmy Houstons and all this, they're all there too because they have an yeah, obligation for, sure. for for you know their contracts and their their existing sponsorships. So those guys are around as well. So I mean, it's just an interesting time to sort of be um, kind of behind the scenes of of the industry. And if you're a gearhead, that's also where they release yeah. all the new stuff for next year. So new rods, new trolling motors. I mean, all the crazy stuff that that we read about and drool over. This is where they launch it and, and kind of. You know, bring yeah, it to I the mean, world. everything. Like, if you're a writer, a photographer, you want to, you know, write for the magazine or shoot photos, you know, yeah. this is where you bring your portfolio. You have a meeting right here and you get down to business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go down there and, you know, strictly business and try to just have as many meetings as possible. And I, I don't even say that. I want to have the right meetings. You know, I don't, right. I'm not looking for to be sponsored by everybody or work with everybody, you know? Yeah. The, you know, Lionel, I'm I'm a gearhead, and um and what I struggle with uh, when it comes to the conversation of sponsorships, and you know this podcast doesn't have any, and so uh, what I struggle with though is I have very specific things that I spend my money on, and, yeah yeah and, yeah, and you know and it's for a reason and it, and whatever it is, and and so it's kind of like okay if that company wouldn't sponsor me, I still want to use their product. You know what I mean? So like, I don't right. want to then you know get uh, a sponsorship from a competing product, and now I have an issue. You know what I mean? So I'm a little yeah, bit stubborn. Yeah, yeah, it's like sure. I'm a, I'm a little bit stubborn. Um, like I personally, I like Smith sunglasses. Um, right. If Smith doesn't sponsor the podcast, then and Costa Del Mar did. You know uh, what am I right. what am I to do? So it's one of right. those situations that I'm like I'm a little bit stubborn. I know what I would do. Uh, so it you know it's one of those things, but. It's still, uh, it's when it comes to tackling stuff, you know, I'm a little bit right. uh, opinionated, I guess. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So it makes it difficult, sure. <laughs> you know. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you know what, man? It's part of building a show. And, and yeah. I mean, how? look, you know, man, but, I hope for, for the so listeners. With my show, though, I'm only going after the people that I use and the people that I want to work with that I currently don't work with. Like, I already, I, the, the reel that I use, uh, the only thing that I don't really work with right now or company is like a trolling motor or fish finder, you know, stuff like that company. Yeah. Um, and then like my idea of it, I would, I would love to work with a boat company, especially the boat company that I, that I like the boat that I own now. Right. But 
you know, I'm, I'm taking a different approach because as far as I know and the way that it works, a lot of a couple of TV shows, they get a boat but have to sell it at the end of the year. Like I own my boat, you know, so how do we work together? Because I'm, I'm not asking you for a free boat now, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't, I don't need that, you know? Yeah. But this is what I do need. May, the boat does need some cosmetic work or something like that. So you want it to look good because it's your company on this platform. So, you know. Yeah, there's different there's different ways to approach you know, when and, and I'm, I'm kind of speaking to the guys or, or girls out there that are listening that are looking to get sponsored and, and want to work with companies. You know, you, you go about it a different way. Sponsorship doesn't always mean monetary. You know what I'm saying? Right. In you fact, know, so, usually in my experience, at least, because I've done other things in the outdoor industry years ago, but it, it's quite the contrary. I mean, money is kind of the yeah. last thing. Uh, I it mean, in my experience, so, like they'll give you all the product in the world, but right, they're, when right. they cut a check, so, man, it's tough sometimes. It is tough. And that's because depending on when you ask for it, you might be at the end or the middle of their budget. Right Now, now big companies, let's say like Under Armour or, or any uh, brand that you could think of fishing, they have money set aside for the just in case budget. But if you you really want to get in early, so be on their radar for the budget, and you know, yeah. So when you when you think about sponsors, I love talking business, and I love this part. Obviously, I'm excited. Um, yeah, you sh- first of all, man, you should be. And I was going to say earlier, you know, for the listeners, you know, it's, this is not a fishing report, but how often do you get kind of a behind the scenes peek at, at building an outdoor television show? So I'm personally, I'm fascinated by it just because, you know, the outdoor industry and fishing specifically in Florida is a huge multi-billion dollar industry that expands well beyond the state lines. And so it's one of those things that, um, I'm interested in just because I'm interested in it, but yeah, I I think it's just cool to, to be able to peek behind the curtain like this. You don't get to do this, you know? Right. So there's two different levels, right? Like you hear the word pro staff, you hear the word sponsored pro staff. Don't let the word pro fool you, you know, like it's right. a really big word to like get you hooked on it, you know, and te- typically you're still paying for the product. They're just giving you, you know, 50% off or anything like this. And this is where I tell people you have to understand your value. Uh, because you are valuable to them, whether you have 50 followers or 100,000 followers, you know, right. you're going to influence those 50 people to buy a $1,000 product. Now, that's a $50,000 stuff they gave you based on a based on pretty much nothing of them giving you 50% off of stuff of, of a product, whether it be shirts or, right. you know, clothing or I said shirts and clothing, but like some kind of like real or some kind of product. So you know, if that's what you're looking at is, is getting free product or getting half off of a product that you use regularly, then great. That that's a great partnership right there. It, it, it suffices both sides. Right. However, and I've got some of those deals and, and right. I'm, you know, it's to me, it's more, and, and I'll just say it because I haven't said it up to this point, but, um, Yeti coolers is, is they have a, it's not a pro staff thing. It's not anything special, but they give a discount. If, if you're kind of in the outdoor industry and, and, right, and you right. apply for it. So, which, and it's, you know, it makes me buy more of their products than others, uh, just to be honest. Right. And, and so I never, is, but I never talk about them on the podcast because to me, that's right. not the well, agreement. It's, it's their value. You right, know what I mean? Value. Like we, not, it's not, they're not paying for your platform. Right. But, like you know, if people you, see me, created. 
Yeah. If people right. see me or right. see a picture and there's a Yeti cooler in the background, then okay. You know, but it's right. not, a, it's not something we've discussed or anything. You know what I mean? Like it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Um, right. And for sure. So here's the flip side to all of that too. Right. You know, when I saw even now, like there's, there's a, a couple of, there's a hook company that I'm only technically pro staff with. I'm very happy with getting, um, I, I went to the website, signed up for it, you know, I'm very happy getting 50% off or 60% off of their hooks because in the long run, that saves me so much money. And then I order in bulk and I don't have to go to the bait store every week, you know? So there you you just got to kind of find the avenue that works for you. And I'm okay with this and I'm okay with taking this for free, but you know, this right here, I'm not going to put on my platform without, because I've worked hard to build it just like you've worked hard to build this podcast, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, and look, man, it can be conflicting when you're looking at monetizing something. And, oh, it, and for, for, sure. for me, it goes back to exactly what, what I was saying earlier. And this is just an example. You, if you listen to podcasts other than this one, you, you'll probably, especially the bigger platforms, you'll hear them. Uh, Traeger Grills is something that advertises a lot on podcasts. So yeah. I've never reached out to them, though, to even see if they would be interested in working with me. And it's because I own a big green egg, and that's what I like. And it's like right. they're direct competition. So it's like how, I, don't, I, I don't truly stand behind that. You know what I mean? Like I thought about reaching out to big green egg because that's what I, I've already bought one. You know what I mean? Like that's what I chose right. to spend my money on years ago. And so it's one of those things that's it's, uh, there's, there's those weird – I don't know. To me, it almost feels like a moral thing where it's like, well, look, man, you spent your money on their competition and now you're going to take a free one and tell everybody how great it is. Like, that's just not yeah. how I'm going to roll. You know what I mean? Like ideally anyway. Yeah. You know, you just kind of got to find what companies you want to work with. And, and if you do want to get the free stuff and kind of give it a try and then, okay, yeah, this works, and then start promoting, then, then great, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's just uh, just knowing your value is the biggest thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, because you are, and I say you are, and I mean myself as well, we're just a piece, a very, very small piece of that company that is, you know, yeah, that can be taken advantage of very easily, and Trust me, yo, I've been there. Like I've been working this system for years trying to figure it out, you know? Right. So, you know, I just, I encourage anybody to just give me a, a, a holler on Instagram. If you even thinking about getting sponsored by somebody or you have any questions of like how to go about it, you know, because you definitely want to present yourself in a professional manner. You know, you just don't want to slide in the DMs and be like, hey, give me some free shit, you know? Well, that's it, man. And, you know, the thing is, it's deceiving. Uh, for people to think that they can take that approach because, you know, the idea of social media is for these brands, whatever brand it is, to make themselves kind of part of your life. You know what I mean? And then hopefully you buy it. And, and so you, you get this familiarity where like, Oh, I can just, you know, I'll just DM this dude that's, you know, influential with this boat company or whatever. Cause you follow him. Well, like he ain't looking at that and he's sure not picking sponsors from his DMS. You know what I mean? You just gotta, you gotta think of it this way. If you do like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of like, business actions start in a dm however you have to separate yourself from the regular i guess you can say you know yeah like like you know really present a really well put together message and your email and contact and you know i always like to lead what i can do for them and how their their brand fits me 
yeah. you know, and then how we fit together. So uh, I think if you're in a good place to lead, like what you could do for them, then it all, it automatically opens their eyes to read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man, but that's a, that's a, a topic. I love business. I love how marketing moves. I love how business moves. Um, you know, I just recently started for new business, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting to me. Like it, it keeps me going a lot. Well, but I, as far as the fishing goes, yeah, the fishing's been good, bro. You know, well, I, think I sent you a video today. You did, and I'll share it when this podcast hits tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, it, it's a cool, cool little video, man. So the Silver Kings have uh, have arrived, huh? Yeah, man. You know, um, it's it'd be a lot easier to find them and catch them if it wasn't so windy still. And then there's still a lot of like swell and chop. You know, I'm yeah. still bouncing around on top of my tower, trying to keep us in place. And is it um, how, how is the water clarity? Is it murky from all the you rain? Know, it depends on what side you're on. Like, you know, I've been on the east side lately, and it seems to be a little bit clearer than the west side. Uh, the west side, I say a little bit clearer, significantly clearer. The west side is just murky, murky, murky. So, yeah. you know, with that, and then over uh, typically in the summertime, you know, you don't really have overcast, especially in Destin. Yeah, you know, um, until the afternoon and it's just been really hard. Like it's, I, I'm thankful for it because it's made me like hone my skills in even more. You know what I mean? But right. it's been really tough to keep the boat in place and then get a bite and, you know, yeah, uh, and then land them as well too. But as far as that, like I was like, well, damn today, you know, if this don't happen, I have the redfish as a backup plan, but that was X made because it was so it was red flags on the beach. So, you know, it was wavy as all hell. Yeah. yeah, you know, so she had to stick to it, and, and we had a really good day. We got a couple to the boat. We jumped a bunch, um, but it was really hard, man. Man, it's look right now with with water. It, it, it's it's uh either or, but if you have both, it's really tough. But I mean, yeah. murky water makes it uh, just really hard because, in my experience, you see those fish roll, and that's oh, yeah. that's the only real sign you have that they're that they're there. Well, the problem is they may not roll for 50 more yards. You know what I mean? So you don't, it's right. hard to gauge and get ahead them. of them, especially if you're by yourself. It's like, all feeling. It's yeah. All feeling. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, that's tough, but then you throw in, you know, rough conditions or anything like that, that makes it even more difficult. And then you get some overcast and the water just glazes over and there's nothing you can do to, to see through it. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, it's, it's just, tough, it can be tough. You get these clouds in the way, man. And it doesn't matter how clear it is. It looked, it all looks gray, you know? Yeah. I seen Justin, he caught some big ones too. Mm -hmm. um, today we measured the one, um, and then put it in the, uh, tarpon trust, bonefish tarpon trust app. Yeah. And uh, it's the girth and then the length. And this one was a little over. It was like, they, it measured at 88 pounds. So nice. we're really close to 100 mark, man. Which yeah. Is, you know, uh, I, was, was I talking to you last week when I looked this up uh, while we were talking? But a uh, 100-pound uh, uh, tarpon is 13 to 16 years old. So, I mean, this one was 88. We did talk about that last week. Yeah, so, so call it 10. Like, I mean, call, yeah, 10-year-old fish, you know. Isn't that crazy, man? Yeah, I mean, that is. You know, like when you think about that, you know, like I have a ten-year-old daughter. That that yeah. fish is the same age, man. Yeah, yeah it's just wild. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean, you don't see so, that in a, in a lot of uh, the natural world. These things that no, live a long time, no. especially you know, I an mean, elephant makes sense, right? That nothing, who's going right. to kill them? But then the tarpon. I mean, they're 
they're prey as well. There's some sharks and things that get after them. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So that's been good. You know, tomorrow I do have a, a um, I'm not sure what I have tomorrow. I, I think it's an offshore trip, and it's still plenty of snapper around. It's just really stupid rough, man, you know? Yeah. Are you um, seeing many weed lines or anything blow in from, from man, this weather? Honestly, I haven't even played in that that world for the last week. I've been strictly tarping for the last seven days. Uh, when that I've sounds out. like so my tomorrow, kind of week, man. <laughs> it is my kind of week. Yeah, yeah I like, like that. I mean, I do want to go to like, I do want to next year, you know, while they're here, like 60 days of just tarping clients. And if we have to rely or fall back on plan B and C, which would be Red Snapper, you know, then yeah. that's what I would like to do. Like, it's just, it's a really, really prestige fish and it puts you on top of like, the guide well pretty well you know if you could do it consistently so that's one of my goals um you know be one of the best yeah but, um yeah and then man uh, i tell you something lionel the the you know the the tarpon fishery that you guys have in that area is really you know the more i'm learning about it <clears throat> the whole panhandle is is much better than i ever thought it was and and talking yeah. to you guys but in destin it seems to really I don't know what it is about the Panama City and Destin area. It's like they, uh, Jordan and I talked about it. It's like they group up, and so you have these massive schools that that come up, and it's just a that's different. That's what I want to talk because in Jordan's area they don't group up like that, do they? No, and that's okay. So now we're going to get into to another conversation he and I had on the on uh, on the recording on the on the episode with him. So yeah. he said they they're in a single file line when they come through that area. And he said about uh, the south end, I think is what he said, of Cape Sandblast. <clears throat> so that point that sticks up from about there, it's somewhere between there and Panama City Beach or Panama City, they they school up. And I told him, I said, there has to be a spot then somewhere in that area where, they just stop. where, where they're chilling and getting together and then moving. Even if they're not, they're not stopped necessarily, but somebody's got to slow down and they got to group up. You know what I mean? Like it has so to, that would be an interesting, interesting question to bring to the Tarpon Bonefish Trust Foundation. Yeah. And to see why, to put a couple of tags in them. If not, they haven't been already. Because I assumed because they were traveling on the Emerald Coast period, Panama City, uh, Jordan's area, Porsche Joe, they were all in these big ass groups, you know. No, man, it, it starts, and and this was my theory to Jordan, and he seemed to agree with it. That if you think about it, they're so they're going to the mouth of the Mississippi River, well offshore, and that's where they spawn, right? The the okay. fry and the larva gets in these currents, and it takes it wherever they end up raising them, right? Some go to Mexico, some go to the Keys, some slip into like Pensacola because Brant has talked about catching baby tarpon for the last since I've known him, you know. Yeah, um, not all the time, but he's run into some of them. I mean, like you know, ten pounders, let's say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they they kind of go all over, but um, so if you think about it, Panama City to to the mouth of the Mississippi is not that that far. I mean, so it would make sense that probably part of their spawning ritual is to get together and finish off the last little leg of their migration. Right, right, because it makes sense they're getting ready to spawn. Yeah, to so, me, that makes perfect sense. But it's just I funny mean, that it had, like, the area where it kind of converges is right there. Somewhere. Yeah, but it would be a great, like, yo, can you imagine getting the underwater footage of wherever they're at meeting? Yeah, man. Like, yeah. So they probably 
I mean, you always hear, I always watch these shows where they say they stage before the tide turns and then they start to move and all that stuff. But I don't think anybody that I know of has dove that deep into trying to figure out where they meet at, you know, because that's well, interesting, right? Well, and I mean, then, yeah, dude. And not only that, you imagine imagine the fishing that would take place in that general area where that happens. one area, right? You have all these fish right. just laid up, like chilling out. You know they are got to be eating. They're not just going to chill. Something, you know? Right. So, I mean, there has, but it's funny because Crooked Island, that's a known tarpon area. So, I mean, from there, they're obviously coming through there. I don't know if it's big schools or if it's still single file. Talking to Jordan, it seems like it's a little bit of both. So, it's like they're just kind of, they slow down somewhere in that little stretch and kind of gather up, you know? Yeah, and, because and when, they're, when they're coming through Destiny, you know, they're haul assing, you know, like, they're yeah. not, they're not like, they're on a mission, like... Yeah, th- and think about this, Lionel. That so they're in the Keys, right? They they have a spot in uh, Boca Grande, Boca Grande Pass, that's yeah. known, right? Then they have a spot in Homosassa, known, right? That's it. There's nothing left. There has to be somewhere between Homosassa and the mouth of the Mississippi River where they take a minute Stop and feed. And, you know what I mean? And it has to be the same spot where they congregate and then keep going. Man, so I wonder. Uh... I'm, I've been I'm thinking be, about it I'm nonstop, dude. DC, but and see if they have some kind of program. But I, my question is: is after they get to the Mississippi, how do they get back to the Keys? Because that's where they're going, correct? So yeah. Like, so I think what happens is uh, because they go up the other coast too. So I think what happens of, of Florida. So I think the East Coast. I think what happens is they they go off. And I don't look. I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to me, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think they, I think they go offshore, like well offshore. Do whatever they do to spawn, because to my knowledge and from what I've read, I don't think we know as a scientific community, as if I'm part of it, but I don't think the scientific community knows exactly how and where and what they do to spawn. So it's a little bit of guesswork from everybody. But so I think they go well offshore. Maybe they go to super deep, but you know that we don't know. But they spawn. And then that, I'm thinking they must just school up and take the deep water back. Maybe they catch a current and head back south in a hurry. You know, I don't know because they don't come back down the beaches. No, you you barely see them. Yeah. So, but, that, but doesn't that make sense that they would go offshore? Yeah, I mean, maybe they go 300, 400 foot deep, spawn, and then boom, they're out. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a mystery. That's I mean, what's cool about all this. It's like nobody knows. The best damn marine biologists in the world, they don't know, you know? Yeah, I'm going to look into I've, I've looked into the tags, the acoustic tags. They're pretty expensive, but, yeah. you know, it's, it'd be pretty dope. Well, I, and, I, and they're, you know, the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust is is a group that's doing some of that stuff, and, and eventually we'll know because we'll, with the technology, yeah. we'll have a way to figure it out. But as it stands now – um, from what I've read, it's still kind of a mystery of exactly what happens. They just know it's somewhere off the mouth of the Mississippi, and everybody's going there. Now, on the East Coast, I, that I don't know. I, I don't know where they go because they've been reported, like, off the Northeast. You know, like, I mean, people see them way up. So, Yeah, I heard that. Anyway, man, I got to tell you, Lionel, I, I appreciate you. It's not fishing, but it's fishing-related, and for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, for sure. And especially myself, you know, one of the main reasons that that I have such a passion and and really love what I love about fishing, sight fishing, inshore, shallow water stuff, 
is because of television shows as a kid. Yeah. You know, the Walker's K Chronicles and some of this stuff that used to come on, I would watch it every Saturday morning. And yeah, for it, sure. It, me too. It changed my direction. And there's so many people, man, uh, from, from my generation and older and younger that that's what moved their life in a direction. So uh, it's really cool that you're kind of stepping into to something that could be a part of that for this generation, you know? Yeah. And I'll talk to you some more stuff that I want to throw by you offline real quick, but um, I appreciate the love dude. And, you know, I just hope that I'll build something that people want to watch. Um, it's definitely different. Uh, no one's ever really incorporated fitness into it. You know, yeah. they've had, I'll, I'll say I've seen a couple of episodes where they've had like, yeah, I go work out in the morning, but not this type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's cool. Well, how, how you, how you framed it, at least in the trailer, you know what I mean? It's not oh, like, yeah, Oh, sure. this, this big ass dude who clearly goes to a gym is working out again. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. It would be so. I mean, you, you if, yeah, you framed it in a way that that makes it something that's you know worth watching, and that's yeah, I, I'm I, it's cool, man. Look, if there's anything this country needs, it's it's better fitness and more time outside. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? More time on the water. For yeah. Sure, for if, sure. if you you get most people going down that road, and and things would uh, surprisingly improve. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, awesome, dude. Well, Lionel, as always, man, thank you for giving us a peek behind the curtain. I, I'm excited to see where this takes you because uh, how cool, man. You know, you get to have a behind-the-scenes conversation with a dude who who knows, man. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of life. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Cool. I know. I'm taking it all the time. I won't, I won't let myself not take it all the way there. You know? uh, and, that's, and that's how you roll, so I'm not going to doubt yeah. you for a second, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah well cool well thank you lionel and uh we'll talk again next week man i know those right, uh those man. tarpon are gonna keep on coming so i hope you can grab a few more of them yeah man all right dude talk to you soon Later.